On today's Memorial Day edition of Aging Options, we're going to be talking about downsizing. We're going to be talking about veterans. We're going to talk about what's best for you. That's right, you out there. Your calls and your stories on Aging Options. The following is a paid program on this station. Aging Options, how can we help? It's time to know your options and master your future. My life, my plan, my way. LifePoint Law presents Aging Options with elder law attorney and life planning coach Rajiv Nagayich. Health, housing, finance, legal, and family. Know your options. Aging Options is not a law firm, but Rajiv is a lawyer. You should not reveal things you wish to keep confidential in this public setting. This program offers general advice. Having your questions answered does not create an attorney-client relationship. Contact your attorney or other professional to discuss your unique needs before taking any action related to the subjects discussed in this program. Now, here is nationally recognized retirement planning authority and host of national public television program, Master Your Future, Rajiv Nagayich, as well as his co-host, Tariq Ansari. And good morning, welcome one, welcome all to Aging Options right here on AM 770 KTTH. Glad you could join us today on this Memorial Day weekend edition of the show. We have a lot to talk about today. Uh, five stories, in fact, well, f- four stories as well as one um, kind of very interesting uh, sentiment from 50 years ago. Uh, so the four stories for today we're going to be talking to you about is to move or to stay in retirement. So that's one of the stories we get from Next Avenue. And we'll also talk about uh, should you be co-signing your son's mortgage or your child's mortgage loan? Is that a good idea? And how to make sure that you do it right? A Kaiser Health study on signs of early dementia. We looked at it, and we're going to show you what it said this morning. And the age-old question, you know, if you have more than one child, maybe somebody needs more help. Should you be equal to all of them, or should you be fair to all of them? And that's a legal question that begs some analysis. Indeed, indeed. And those are a lot of excellent stories we're going to be talking about, many of which in this first segment and throughout the show. But the most important story that we're going to talk about today is your story. We know you're out there with a lot of questions about life planning, about your future, about situations you might be in that you have questions about. Well, don't be afraid to ask because until 11 o'clock, we are here for you. And the phone number to call is 1-800-465-8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. We have the host of this show, the host of Master Your Future, an incredible lawyer with practices set in federal way. He is with us right now, Rajiv Nagayich. He's here to answer your question. Take advantage of this opportunity to have a consultation on your issue. 1-800-465-8770. Once again, one 800 465-8770. And without any further ado, Rajiv, as I mentioned in the open and a few minutes ago, it is Memorial Day weekend. And on the Aging Options website, we have this excellent blog post area where you can look at all the stories we talk about on the show today, as well as ones in the past. And one of the stories on there, it's actually just a proclamation from President Richard Nixon from 1972, May 19th, 1972. And it's an excellent proclamation, which does a, an incredible salute to all the men and women of our armed forces uh, who, and we thank them 
hear from Agent Options for their sacrifice and for their honor. And it's an incredible proclamation. And if you'd like to read it, again, it's available at the agentoptions.com website under the blog post section. And I think it is a very good time uh, just to take a second and just thank our our veterans and thank the people who have uh, served in our military, Rajiv. Indeed, yeah. I mean, suffice to say, uh, happy Memorial Day and everyone who has served in the forces. Thank you for giving us this incredible free country that we live in. And most of us jumping on our flying carpets and coming up here is in a large part because of the sacrifices that people in the armed services have made over the years. A great proclamation. Get a moment. Take a look at it. I think, you know, it, it does make you stop and think about what today is supposed to mean. Indeed. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Uh, so if you'd like to read that again, it's available at agingoptions.com slash blog post. And thank you again to all of our veterans listening in uh, and the many we've had on this program. Now, one of the stories we do want to mention as well as we talk about veterans, maybe you're a veteran, a senior who is uh, in retirement, maybe looking to downsize. I mean, that's kind of the, the foray we hear once you get a little older and your the kids are out of the house and they're, you know, off of college or they're in their own adulthood. You know, it, it tends to be a lot of adult like older adults tend to downsize, right? I mean, that's kind of the four way, not so fast. So next Avenue, this article that came out on next Avenue, uh, spotlights a very different trend. Boomers who want more square footage, uh, not less as they age. Now, Rajiv, uh, can you enlighten us on why this is the case? Well, you know, it turns out retirement is going to have a lot of changes. And in the past, it used to be okay. When you're retired, you don't need a lot of space. The children have actually moved out and if, even if they come in, they don't, uh, they don't really need a lot of space. They'll come in as guests uh, or for short stints, and then they kind of move out. But that has all changed recently. Uh, one, the pandemic. Uh, pandemic happened, and, and so you get a lot of children moving back in. Indeed, a Zillow story that is embedded in the story itself is showing that nearly 3 million young adults moved back to the home during the early months of the pandemic. Uh, for any number of reasons, colleges closed or where they were working, they were living in apartments. Apartments were not nearly as hospitable to the pandemic situation as people who had homes <clears throat> with backyards and, and other places. So you had a lot of people moving, a lot of children moving in. And it also turns out when you take a look at some more research, uh, the National Association of Realtors is explaining that somehow uh, the boomers, this generation boomers, is expecting not to downsize because they are hoping that the children will keep coming back and they want to make the home as hospitable as as possible to go ahead and allow people to come uh, and enjoy the time together as a family. And to me, uh, it, it, it's not a surprise. I mean, this is going to happen. Aging is a family affair. Uh, but I've got my children. My, my youngest is now graduating from high school, and he'll be going off to college Western Washington University, and then when he goes there, we'll be empty nesters. But we have our children, at least the hope is that they will keep coming back, and so I'm not quite sure. I'm all that surprised and stunned by the story, but it is a trend worth noting. So if you're thinking that you should be downsizing, take a look at the story and see what it speaks to you. I mean, do you should you downsize? Should you kind of keep on uh, staying in the house that you're living in? I think it'll be something that you want to talk about. And if you have a question about what is the right answer, I'll tell you in the end, housing is having a plan so you don't have to move when you fall again. Remember, the biggest fear in retirement, I don't want to end up in a nursing home. 
how you take a look at this issue today will go a long way in helping you define your legal planning so that when your children have to pick up the pieces, they'll know what to do and how to do it. Sorry? Exactly. No, and if you want to elaborate on that question, uh, listeners, give us a call, 1-800-465-8770. Maybe you're thinking about downsizing. Maybe you're thinking about upsizing. I guess that's the other term, upsizing, not downsizing. Uh, give, give us a call. Thoughts on that? Maybe some uh, advice on what you should do. 1-800-465-8770. We are here to take your questions, your comments, your calls. And another story we're looking at this Saturday morning, this Memorial Day weekend, Saturday morning. Uh, now. I have to admit, I am a recent child, so this one, I guess, is a little closer <laughs> to me. Should you co-sign your adult child's mortgage? So personally, I want to say yes, because I want, I want very much to have as little involvement as possible as far as my finances go. But experts do say that you should not let family ties cloud your judgment, and this is from a Washington Post column. Uh, great job here by uh, Michelle Lerner. Just really looked into the pitfalls that can befall parents who co-sign home loans for their kids. A really interesting uh, case here, and one, Rajiv, that is not so rare. It is not, and, and I'm not quite so sure that I would I would cast it the way that you did, uh, Tariq. I mean, I, I think as a parent, if, if your child needs some help, obviously you're going to help your child to the extent possible, right? I mean, all along the way, you know, they didn't... Uh, they wouldn't have been born till you brought them into this world, and now if they need some help, you're going to help them. But the the admonition that she is giving, the caution that this story is throwing out, where they go and interview two different financial planners on this topic, and none of them are actually doing financial planning for money. Uh, both of these guys that were interviewed, they're working for other organizations, like uh, this guy John McCafferty is the is the director of financial planning for financial engines, Edelman Financial Engines. And the other guy is uh, the founder of Help Me Build Credit in Brooklyn. So neither one of them are really doing uh, financial planning. So you're not looking at the same conflict of interest uh, that, that is steeped into much of the advice that is to be found online. So what these guys are saying is pretty healthy, but I don't know whether I agree with this thinking or not. I mean, they basically are saying, well, I mean, you should do it only if you have, after you have protected yourself. That I agree with. And how do you find that out? Do a financial dashboard and know that if you're going to be on the hook to pay a bill, then you should be able to afford it. I mean, almost always sage advice is give a loan only when you can afford to lose the money and not get it back. But what the article does not talk about are all the legal connotations and the ways that you can protect yourself. So you want to help your child buy a house. The child has, let's say, $40,000 they want to put down on a house. They just can't afford the – they're not going to qualify for the mortgage for any number of reasons. Their credit is bad. They don't have enough time, etc. So you're going to sign it. There are so many strategies that you have that you can protect yourself. How do you do that? It is – you can file a lien on the house. You can encumber the property to make sure that if the child, if the house is going to get sold, then your money is going to come back to you. You can do that easily. You can you can add your name to the deed. It doesn't need to be just because you're co-signing doesn't mean that you, your name cannot go on the deed. Your name can actually go on the deed. So that way, if something goes wrong, then you have some interest in there. And and then the, finally, I think if you sit down and talk to a lawyer about this, how to protect yourself, 
we can come up with 10 different ways that you can actually help your child buy the house. And after they get on their feet, you can transfer the house to them. There is going to be no due on sale clause. And the house can be protected both from creditors and for your children. And you can protect yourself in the process. So I'm not quite sure. I think that advice is good, but I'm not quite sure that this is a complete answer. There are ways you can protect yourself. Tariq? Interesting. All right. So I'll tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, if you want more information on that, if you read the Washington Post column or you've heard about it, or you just heard about it now, you maybe want some more information on it, some more advice from Rajiv, 1-800-465-8770 is the number, 1-800-465-8770. Get your calls in right now. Also, on our stories this week, you can access these all by going to agingoptions.com slash blog post. Something from, a, from Kaiser Help, is a loved one having trouble managing their money and how it could be an early sign of dementia? When We mentioned dementia a lot on this program and signs of it and what to do when uh, there are signs of it. And one of the early ones, according to this, uh, to this report or this study, I should say, is uh, a loved one having some issues managing their money, maybe mismanaging things, having some extravagant purchases, some surprising purchases. And uh, again, like the last story, I feel like this is one of those things where it's, uh, it's sadly, you know, it's not a rare case. It's something we don't want to have to think about. But this happens more than we'd like to think about. And it's, it, it, we have to act on it when we have to act on it. And it's, it's, as this information shows, it's good to know the signs before it's too late. Absolutely. And, and you know, we keep harping on this issue is, again, because how you do your legal planning has a lot to do with the facts and circumstances you find yourself surrounded by when you're doing that legal planning, right? Uh, so if you visit your mom and dad and, and you are watching them fail in, in many different ways, the house is not nearly as well kept, but the biggest sign, and this is what this article is talking about, the biggest sign you should be looking for is financial mis mismanagement. And this story talks about a lady uh, who is living by herself and is surfing the net, sees a uh, pickup truck for sale, if you will, and says, yeah, that's something that I want to buy. And boom, she buys it and wakes up the next day in the morning and says, oh, my God, how did I end up getting all these calls and emails about a truck that I bought? She didn't even remember she had bought the pickup truck. Those are the signs you have to watch out for. And those could be classic signs of of some form of a, a dementia-related issue that you, you should be concerned with. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Uh, but there's a lot of planning that you can do around the whole thing again, and, and that's the point of this show is to show you, yes, these things are going to happen, but instead of going into panic mode, you just need to go ahead and figure out how best to go ahead and plan. Do you have a power of attorney? And not just a power of attorney. Do you have a power of attorney that guides you uh, in what to do when you face these types of issues? Those are the reasons why we put these stories up. If you have questions about that, you can plan a whole lot better to better be in a position to help your aging loved one. And if you're aging yourself and you want to give a power of attorney to your children so that they can be there for you when this type of stuff starts creeping into your life, your power of attorney should be done a little bit differently. And what is that difference? Give us a call. We can certainly talk about that if that's something that's on your mind. Tariq? And again, the number is 1-800-465-8770. Get your calls in. We, have, we are here until 11 o'clock to answer your questions, your comments, 
and your stories and uh, discuss those as well. 1-800-465-8770. And finally, our uh, our last story for today is, uh, will each of your kids get an equal inheritance? Again, as a recent kid, I find myself uh, caught in the middle here. But uh, now, Rajiv, the, this is a case where you have to decipher if it's better to be equal or fair. And as a lawyer... Obviously, for life point law, I think it's good to talk with someone like you to determine uh, which will it be, you know, equal or fair. And where do you see the the fairness here? And, you know, there is no right or wrong answer to this question. This is such a subjective question, if you will, uh, that needs to be answered on a case by case basis. You have to know what you're working with. You have to know how your family is going to react. And you have to take everyone's feelings into account because in the end, it's not just a question of who gets what when I die. It's a question of making sure that after you and I are long gone, that our children are going to be talking and working with each other. And this is not going to be the reason why they stop talking to each other, thinking that maybe somebody has taken advantage uh, of, of a failing mom and dad and they, 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 have, they have maneuvered their way into becoming the favored child at the cost of the other children. Uh, it is easy to go ahead and ferret it through, but we can talk about it. If this is something that's on your mind, give us a call. But this is a great article. Go to agingoptions.com, take a look at it. There is no right or wrong answer to any of this stuff. Exactly. It depends on your situation. And let's hear about yours. 1-800-465-8770. Again, we are here to hear about you. We use the two different types of here in the same sentence right there, Rajiv, for those of you grammar students out there. 1-800-465-8770. Uh, well, would you look at the time? It's already 10.17. Time to head to a break. Now, you know what that means, Rajiv. It means we have to play a game, a game called... What year was it? Yes, correct. Yes, indeed. <laughs> what year was I just blew out a bunch of speakers all across the Puget Sound. My apologies, folks. What year was it when Live Aid concerts were held, when Super Mario Brothers, the first edition of the game, was released in the United States, when the average car price was just $5,100, and this was the most popular song of the year? Okay, yeah. Now we're talking. Some of the greatest hits of all time. With a saxophone solo from Rajiv Nagayich. He's a lawyer, he's an attorney, he also plays the saxophone. It's incredible, he's a talent. <laughs> what year was that released? 1985, 1986, or 1987? We'll give you the answer at the bottom of the... Actually, we'll give the answer at 10.59. I keep saying the bottom of the hour, but that means 10.30, not 10.59, Rajiv. You've got to get those numbers right there. And again, give us a call, 1-800-465-8770. We are... We'd love to hear your questions and your comments, things we've mentioned on the show today and in the past. We are here for you. 1-800-465-8770. Jerry, we go to you first thing after this break. You are listening to Aging Options right here on AM 770 KTTH. It's your turn to join the program. Give us a call at 800-465-8770. Once again, that toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Aging Options will be right back after this. Does someone you love need care in the home? An elderly parent or relative? A spouse dealing with a long-term illness? Maybe a family member facing a disability? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, 
We know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. Whether you need help on a full-time basis or just a few hours a week, our trained and experienced caregivers are matched to meet your needs. We can even help with access to on-call physician support along with in-home care. Why not let our family take care of yours? HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006, 253-564-1006, or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. HomeWatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. You know... I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here, and we'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. (laughs) I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayich. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. When I think about my dream retirement, I think about traveling around the world, spending time with our sons and future grandkids, and just relaxing. But I also know that if we don't plan properly, retirement can be a nightmare. That is the unfortunate reality for millions of Americans, but you don't have to be one of them. The planning you do today is key to living your best life now and in the future. Hi, Ursula Royteen here. My family was faced with a huge dilemma a couple of years ago when my dad got really sick. I reached out to elder law attorney and radio host. Rajiv Nagayish for help. He was able to guide us through an extremely challenging time, but that experience reminded me how important it is to do proper life planning now and not wait until a crisis. Learn how you can protect your health, your assets, and your quality of life by meeting Rajiv Nagayich in person this Saturday, June 4th in Federal Way, or join him on Thursday, June 16th in Bellevue. For more information and to make your free reservation, go to lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com. The way that I actually ended up meeting Rajiv was to attend one of the seminars. My father had started to go into declining health, and I had wanted to be proactive. The seminar was probably what convinced us more than anything else. And I think the thing that impressed me the most was when Rajiv talked about his own life experience with his wife, her parents, I could sense this was a very sincere man. I can confirm that report. He is. Welcome back to Aging Options right here at AM 770 KTTH. And I hope you're having a great Memorial Day weekend for all of you veterans out there and those are currently serving in the military. Thank you for your service, uh, what you are doing. Very honorable. And we hope that this holiday is the at least very, very honorable for what you do. So thank you so much. Uh, again, if you'd like to get your call into the show, we're here until 11 o'clock, 1-800-465-8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. Let's get to Jerry calling from between Auburn and North Bend. Jerry, welcome to the program. Well, thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Rajiv. Hope you are well. Very well. Thank you, Jerry. What, how can we help you? 
quick question. Uh, interesting subject this morning on children's houses. I helped my son uh, buy his first home a little over a year ago, and his credit was not good, like so many young people, and, and yep. because I have excellent uh, credit, uh, I went ahead and bought the home in my name to keep get the best rates we could and give my son a year to get his credit score up, which he has done. Um, and our plan was, after a year, to get him financing and put it in, convert it to his name. Well, now that rates have gone up and everything else, I'm thinking of a different strategy, and that is to go ahead and sell the home on a real estate contract. I'll continue to carry uh, the contract with the lender, but sell it to my son on a, a, a real estate contract. And that's the first question I have is that makes sense. And the second thing is to take out either an additional life insurance plan uh, or convert one of mine and make him the beneficiary that should I pass, uh, you know, that uh, he would be the beneficiary because I understand if it goes to him directly or the, whoever the beneficiary rather than my spouse, it, it would be a better tax consequence. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, that both of those things are out-of-the-box thinking. So it sounds like, Jerry, you bought the house in your name. You did not buy it in your son's name and just co-sign the mortgage. Is that right? I I, I, I bought it in my name, yes. And he's right. living in the home. Basically, uh, you could consider him a renter right now, I guess you could say. Exactly. And and I'm assuming that he came up with the down payment and he's making the monthly payments and the intent really is at some point in time for you to transfer the house to him. Exactly. Right. And the, well, the dilemma the is you payment, don't want to refinance. Well, and the challenge is you the do not want to re go, go ahead. Go ahead, Jerry. Go ahead. I, I'm, I'm sorry, Rajiv. First part uh, uh, we did help with the down payment, even a little short on cash. But, no, the, the whole intent was to help him out there, get him started, refinance so, so it's completely in his name. He could get the, you know, the benefits, the tax benefits, so on and so forth. But now that rates have gone up, I, I'm, I'm wondering if it just makes more sense to just uh, for me to continue with my name on the contract for a few more years and uh, and. and sell the house to him out of real estate contract. Right. I think so. So I've got some good news for you here. First of all, there's no reason for you to think that you have to refinance for him to take over the loan. He can, you can just transfer the loan to him. Little known little uh, law out there. It's called the St. Garmain Act that basically says you as the parent can transfer the house to any family member and your child would be a, your son would be a family member and the bank cannot trigger the due on sale clause, right? Typically speaking, when the bank lends you the money, they lend you the money. And if you transfer the house to somebody else, the bank will come running to you and saying, Jerry, we gave you the money. We didn't give your son the money. So all the money is going to come due, except when you transfer it to a family member. So you can let it run the course right now. Instead of refinancing, let him have the benefit of the low interest rate that you finance the house with. Come up with a strategy that you can get your money back from your son. So have him pay a little bit more each month and that little extra goes back to the down payment that you gave him. Or you can just make the down payment to be a gift that you give him and equalize the gift amongst your other children. 
and let it go on, play on for about two or three years, and then uh, the house, just transfer the house to him. Uh, the fact that he is a renter, there is some paperwork that we can write up where if you do not want the tax benefits uh, that come from you owning a rental property, are you depreciating the property by any chance? No, I'm not. Not at this time. So you're you're just treating it as if it's your son's home, correct? That is correct, yes. And who is taking the mortgage deduction? I am. So you're taking the mortgage deduction. Okay, as long as you're taking the mortgage deduction, this is not a bad thing. So you're getting some deduction that you're getting out of the whole deal. And if you take a look at at uh, if you take a look at uh, transferring the house to your son, you want him to get the mortgage deduction. You can transfer it. You, you can transfer the responsibility by showing I'm just a basically a straw holder of the home, and the IRS. We've done this a few times. The regulations allow for your son to show that he really is making all the payments. The house was meant for him, therefore the deduction rightfully belongs to him. And that can happen as well. So you're in a good situation. I think as far as the life insurance is concerned, whether you have the life insurance in your son's name or your wife's name is six or one, half a dozen the other, because the life insurance policy will be tax-free, assuming that the total estate is less than $2.2 million. From an income tax perspective, the proceeds from the life insurance policy are going to be tax-free. And your thinking is, if I give it to my son, if my son is going to be the beneficiary, he will take that money and pay it to the estate and be able to keep the house. I'm just assuming that that's what your goal is. Yeah, that, that was my goal. I tried to find mortgage insurance. It's difficult to find. So Correct. I thought, well, if I just took out life insurance for the for uh, what he owes on the house and make him the beneficiary, then when I pass, he could pay off his mortgage and own the home uh, scot-free. Right. I think that would work if you make him pay the premiums. Right. If he is the one buying the life insurance policy on your life, making the premiums as a way to pay off the mortgage when you pass away, I think that would work. But if you're going to make the premium payments, then it does not really benefit you at all to name him as the beneficiary, you may as well name your spouse to be the beneficiary because it will be a tax-free distribution to your spouse. And in your will, we should go ahead and say that upon my death, I am going to transfer the house to my son and make the, the gift of this particular house to him. That will be a better tax result okay. for you because if the money goes to your son and your son buys out the house from the estate, then and there may be some tax consequences that may not be nearly as favorable as they would be if you had just gifted it out to your your son, which is going to be a stepped-up basis, and a gift is going to be a, a tax-free gift to your son. Good thought, though. Okay, well, I'm going to have to. I will have to come see you then to, to make yeah. sure we get this set up correctly. And, and interesting about that transfer because I asked my lender recently if I could transfer my. Uh, you know, my contract to my son, they said I could not. There was a clause in yeah. there, but they didn't mention this uh, <laughs> the, the, the garment or whatever it was. So I'm going to need to, I'm, 
need to bone up on that a little bit more. Too. Right, Saint Garmin. Just, just, just stop by or just call the office, Jerry, and I will be happy to send you a link to the law, and 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 they, you should be able to transfer the house to your son without any challenges. And and Jerry, do you want the number of LifePoint Laws so that you could, uh, if you had a question, you could uh, give Rajiv a call? I, I do have his number. I've had the uh, the honor and the privilege of working with Rajiv in the past uh, with with uh, with other relatives. And so, no, I have that number, and I will be in touch. Uh, Rajiv, as always, thank you so much for your great advice. Uh, make it a great and fulfilling Memorial Day weekend. You as well, and age on, Jerry. We'll talk soon. Well, you know, it's someone that you've obviously worked with in the, in, the, in the past, and he seems like a very nice gentleman there. Thank you so much for the call, Jerry. And again, if you'd like to be like Jerry, get some good advice, some great advice. My goodness, make it great. 1-800-465-8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. And we're up against the clock here, Rajiv. It's time for our second break. Uh, so that means it's time to play What Year Was It? So what year was it when Live Aid concerts were held? especially that famous Queen one, you know, that one in, in London that gets all the um, the press nowadays. Uh, the Super Mario Brothers was released in the USA. The average car was $5,100, and this was one of the most popular songs of the year. Okay, so Rajiv, are you a fan? You, you like the song? I love this song, my God. I mean, I, I, I'm pretty sure blinds, uh, blind-eyed I, it should be. I was brand new in America, uh, very close to being brand, brand new in America when this song had just come out. Wham! I totally remember the year, and I'll, I'll give it to you. If you want to play along, I can tell you what the year is now, I think. Ooh, okay. What, what, what year do you think it is? Because you be, you've been wrong before about this. I, I don't want to call I, you out. But I have, I have seldom been wrong about about, about most songs. <laughs> Only about eighty percent of the times I'm wrong, but that's not seldom, right? Yeah, okay. Okay. So I think this is probably eighty-five. Eighty-five. Okay. Well, the guesses are eighty-five, eighty-six, and eighty-seven. So Rajiv's yeah. going with eighty-five. Let's hear your guesses, all right? Out there, if you're listening in, we're going to give you the answer at 1059. But what is your guess? 1985, 1986, or 1987? All three years that I was totally alive for. We'll give the answer at 1059. And we're going to head to break here. Again, 1-800-465-8770 if you'd like to get a call in. We see Vivian from Shoreline has called in. We're going to get to your call first thing after this break. You are listening to Aging Options right here on AM 770 KTTH. We're here to take your questions. The number to call is 800-465-8770. Once again, that toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Rajiv and Tarek will be right back after this. Safe, independent, living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the costs and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers, let our family take care of yours. 
You know, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here, and we'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayach. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. When I think about my dream retirement, I think about traveling around the world, spending time with our sons and future grandkids, and just relaxing. But I also know that if we don't plan properly, retirement can be a nightmare. That is the unfortunate reality for millions of Americans, but you don't have to be one of them. The planning you do today is key to living your best life now and in the future. Hi, Ursula Royteen here. My family was faced with a huge dilemma a couple of years ago when my dad got really sick. I reached out to elder law attorney and radio host Rajiv Nagayish for help. He was able to guide us through an extremely challenging time, but that experience reminded me how important it is to do proper life planning now and not wait until a crisis. Learn how you can protect your health, your assets, and your quality of life by meeting Rajiv Nagayich in person this Saturday, June 4th in Federal Way, or join him on Thursday, June 16th in Bellevue. For more information and to make your free reservation, go to lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com. Tend a seminar with your family, and it really was a good holiday present. Uh, the peace of mind and clarity and organization it brought to plans for two generations. And I would encourage everybody to take advantage of these things. Day holiday present, without a doubt. Welcome back to Aging Options right here on AM 770 KTTH. And if you'd like to give us a call, 1-800-465-8770. Again, 1-800-465-8770. We're going to go to Shoreline and talk with Vivian. Vivian, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. Hi, welcome to the show. How can we help, Vivian? Hi, thank you for having me. Um, I'm looking to sell off two properties and purchase a house for each of my uh, children free and clear. And I was wondering, what is the best way to gift that without a will? Some people suggest putting them in an LLC or transfer the title. Should I put both our names on them? Can you give me some advice, please? Sure. What is your objective? I mean, why would you not just gift it to them directly? Do you have concerns or what are you trying to accomplish by putting the LLC or some of the structure in oh, place? I think that was a recommendation to avoid um, tax, gift tax. So I'm not quite sure what is the best strategy. I guess I'm trying to uh, minimize the tax uh, um, right. ramifications. Right. So if you're trying to minimize the tax ramifications, LLCs are not going to be the way to go. LLCs are going to be the way to go if you're trying to 
not put it in your children's name. You want to make sure that if they get a divorce, if they get sued, this house cannot run away, you know, uh, cannot be taken away from them. So maybe a LLC or some entity-based planning, like a trust or something, may be the way to go. But if you're looking at taxes, let's look at how the taxes work in this thing. So you have okay. these two properties that you're about to sell. Are they rental properties to you? Only one is an investment property and one is a primary home. Okay, so one is a primary home, one is a rental property. Uh, when did, Let's talk sure. about the, the primary home. When did you buy the primary home? Uh, 2008. And what did you pay for the home? 425. And roughly what is the value of the home now? I'd say 925, let's say. Okay, so you've got about... You have done well by having about a $500,000 gain in the property. Here's what you need to know about taxes. When you sell your primary home, the purchase price that you paid way back when, $425,000, in the IRS lexicon is referred to as basis in the property. That's what you paid for it. When you sell the property, whatever money that you put into your pocket after you pay the sales commissions, excise taxes, whatever you put into your pocket, that is called amount realized. So let's say you sold the property, I'm just making a number up, for a million dollars, and after you paid the commissions and the taxes and everything, you put $925,000 in your pocket. So that $925,000 is amount realized, and the difference between that nine twenty-five. dollars and the 425, which is $500,000, is gain. And the IRS will say, hey, someone's got to pay taxes on this gain. This is a pretty chunk of money that you made. Except because this is your main house, you are allowed not to pay taxes on the first $250,000 in gain. So you will be paying taxes on $250,000. And if your goal is, I don't want to pay the gain right now, right? I don't want to pay any taxes on this gain right now, then you've got two different options you can take. One option is you are going to be uh, basically transferring, either do a 1031 exchange of this house. That that means you can always sell the house if there's any taxable gain. If you reinvest it into a house, into your daughter's house, then uh, and the house is of like kind quality and it is equal or higher in value, then you don't have to go ahead and pay any taxes on the whole thing. So that's one thing you can do is to do a 1031 tax exchange. The other thing that you can do is to, uh, which, which will be very complicated, but, but, but you can do is to gift the house to your daughter and let her live in this house. As long as the house is not sold, you just transfer it to your daughter, then it doesn't have to be. Uh, there's no tax that has to be paid. So those are two different options that you have up there. You can look at it. So the house that you, that's your main house, is the easier one. The house, which is the rental property, is the more uh, more complicated one. Over the years, have you taken depreciation on your investment property? Yes. Okay. So that property does not have the exemption of $250,000. And your basis mm-hmm. in that right. property Every year when you took the depreciation, that basis actually goes down and the gain is going to be much higher in the rental investment property. And the only option out of paying taxes there is a 1031 exchange. 
So I think you can do what you're doing. You don't need to build LLCs or anything. I think if you're trying to buy your children homes, where are you going to live after you sell your main home? Well, I have cancer, so I probably will live with my daughter for a while, but I don't really want anything in my name. What is the prognosis, this cancer? I mean, are you going? To, is this something that is going to inevitably in the near term, next four or five years, uh, uh, make it that you're not with us, or is this? Oh, we don't, know. we don't know. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know. Then, I mean, it, it 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 could it could be it could be a long time, but I just uh, I thought I would divide all my assets now while I had a little more control rather than leaving it to them, you know, to to figure out later. Yeah, you don't have to figure it out later. You can also, and I know you said that you didn't want to do a will. You want to just transfer it to them now. You can do that, but there are tax consequences. There's a tax benefit to your children receiving the property by way of inheritance, and that's called a stepped-up basis. So the the concept there is that house that you bought for $425,000, when you pass away and your daughter inherits the property, then the IRS will pretend that your daughter went and paid market value of the house on the day that you passed away, which means that $425,000 basis is erased, and whatever the value was on the day that you passed away, that will become the new basis in the hands of your daughter, which means that if she then sells the property, there won't be any taxes to be paid. So I think there are certain considerations that you have. You're on the right track. My strong advice to you would be, Get a hold of some good estate planning attorney, somebody who's familiar with tax issues, and they can help you devise it. Whether you want to leave the house to them now, there may be other reasons why you want to get the assets out of your name, which is to maybe qualify after five years for long-term care benefits under VA Medicaid. That may be a reason why you want to get these assets out of your name. But go talk to somebody who understands all these issues, and I cannot think of anyone more competent than the lawyers at LifePoint Law. They will be able to give you an answer, but you're on the right track. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. And, Tariq, that leaves the line open. If you have any questions, give us a call, 800-465-8770. Back to you, Tariq. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was going to say the exact same thing, Rajiv. Absolutely, one eight hundred four six five eight seven seven zero. Before we had to break here, uh, just wanted to mention here. Uh, you know, we've heard in these like the breakers that take us back into the segment uh, about these seminars and how people really learned a lot from these seminars and how hey, you should go to a seminar if you have the chance. Well, Rajiv, unfortunately, people no longer have the chance to go to seminars. Just kidding. Of course they do because there's two coming up. <laughs> Two in very different uh, parts of the Puget Sound, and two great opportunities. Rajiv, one of them's happening June 4th at 1.30 p.m. at the Life Point Law Campus at Federal Way. The other's happening, happening on a Thursday, June 16th at 6.30 p.m. in Bellevue, and uh, that's at the Salesforce in Bellevue. And I'll tell you what, Rajiv, if I'm someone, I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting, but I don't know. I'm not really sure. What What would you say in a few sentences to convince me to go to one of these seminars? So I think the reason why you want to go is retirement planning is complicated to begin with. I mean, you'll be going to see 10 different people and you'll get 10 different ideas. If you want to simplify the process of retirement planning, 
you want to be able to go to one place and say, in retirement, I will need to look at health care. I'll need to decide whether I get Medicare Advantage, traditional Medicare. I will need to think about where am I going to live so that when I fall ill, the care comes to me. I want to take a look at financial issues that have nothing to do with how I invest the money, but making sure that all the financial issues, like should I have an IRA, should I have a Roth IRA, should I buy a long-term care insurance policy, etc., and then all the legal issues like Vivian talked about. If you want to go to just one place and not have to go to 10 different places to pull it all together, that's what we do at, at LifePoint Law. We can pull all these pieces together to you and then help you come up with a strong retirement plan, part of which is a, uh, the legal plan. Tarek? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, it's a good idea. I'll tell you what, it's free as well. There's no charge, all right? And you can go by signing up on LifePointLaw.com. Uh, the event's right there on the website. It takes literally seconds. You'll be there. There's a seat for you. It's a good idea. I learned something, and I'm 22. Those Gen Zers nowadays, what do we learn? Well, I learned something here, so imagine what you can take from these excellent seminars. Again, June 4th, that's a Saturday, next Saturday, a week from now at 1.30 p.m. at the LifePoint Law campuses in Federal Way. If you can't make it to that one, that's okay because there's one happening on June 16th at 6.30 p.m. at the Salesforce in Bellevue. That's around downtown Bellevue, I believe. And uh, it's a good idea, you know, whether you're on the east side, whether you're in South Puget Sound, whether you're out by Bainbridge Island, no matter where you'd be. It's a good idea to, to attend one of these seminars. It's a great idea. Again, June 4th at 1.30 p.m. in Federal Way, June 16th at 6.30 p.m. in Bellevue. They're free, and you can sign up by going to lifepointlaw.com. Well, it's the end of Segment 3, which means it's time to play What Year Was It? So what year was it when Live Aid concerts were held, when Super Mario Brothers was released in the United States, when the average car was just $5,100, and this was the most popular song of the year? You know what? Rest in peace, George Michael. One of, uh, one of the finer icons we've had. One of the biggest icons of the 1980s who worked alongside Rajiv Nagayich. He was his producer. Produced many of his big singles. Little known fact that I have not confirmed, but I'm pretty sure it's true. What year was that song released? 1985, 1986, or 1987? In just about 10 or 11 minutes, we'll give you the answer. Rajiv's guess was 1985, but don't worry, he might be wrong. He's been wrong before. Again, 1985, 1986, or 1987. Alright, we're going to take a short break here. Your calls when we come back, including Scott from Everett. We're going to get to you first thing after this break. You are listening to Aging Options right here on AM 770 KTTH. Now's your last chance to call into the show. The toll-free number is 800-465-8770. Once again, dial 800-465-8770. Rajiv and Tariq will be right back with more aging options right after this. You know, I'm not a wealthy person, but I'd like to leave a little something to my kids when I'm gone. Actually, there's someone who gets first shot at your assets when you die, before your kids can even touch them, the tax collector and creditors. I don't know much about estate and inheritance taxes. I've heard about changes in tax laws, but it's a little complicated, so I just try not to worry about it. Far too often, the cost of probate and estate taxes forces children to sell off their parents' assets, leaving little for them. I'd at least like for them to have this house. After all, they grew up here and... We'd like to keep it in the family. They say you can't take it with you. <laughs> I just didn't realize it was the tax collector who said it. 
The elder law attorneys at LifePoint Law understand probate and estate taxes. They know how to protect your assets and your legacy. You can trust LifePoint Law and Rajiv Nagayach. Call 877-ELDER-47. That's 877-ELDER-47. Safe, independent, living in comfortable surroundings. That's where we all want to be. It's no different for your parents and other elderly relatives, even as they age. How do you make it easier for them to stay in the home they love by bringing the care to them? HomeWatch Caregivers can help. With more than 40 years of experience providing compassionate care, HomeWatch Caregivers is America's oldest and most experienced home care company. We know what to do, we know how to help, and we know how to make care affordable. When you compare the cost and benefits of home care to nursing homes or other institutional settings, you'll be amazed at just how affordable in-home care can be. HomeWatch Caregivers, Western Washington's best home care. HomeWatch Caregivers. Call us today at 253-564-1006 to schedule your free consultation. That's 253-564-1006 or visit us on the web at homewatchcaregivers.com. Call us today at 253-564-1006. HomeWatch Caregivers. Let our family take care of yours. When I think about my dream retirement, I think about traveling around the world, spending time with our sons and future grandkids, and just relaxing. But I also know that if we don't plan properly, retirement can be a nightmare. That is the unfortunate reality for millions of Americans, but you don't have to be one of them. The planning you do today is key to living your best life now and in the future. Hi, Ursula Royteen here. My family was faced with a huge dilemma a couple of years ago when my dad got really sick. I reached out to elder law attorney and radio host Rajiv Nagayish for help. He was able to guide us through an extremely challenging time, but that experience reminded me how important it is to do proper life planning now and not wait until a crisis. Learn how you can protect your health, your assets, and your quality of life by meeting Rajiv Nagayich in person this Saturday, June 4th in Federal Way, or join him on Thursday, June 16th in Bellevue. For more information and to make your free reservation, go to lifepointlaw.com. That's lifepointlaw.com. You really need to go to these aging options seminars because it um, not only impacts you and your end of life, but it impacts your children for the rest of their lives. It will make a difference in their lives, too. Very well said. Welcome back. Aging options right here on AM 770 KTTH. Now, real quick, before we get to you uh, out there, Scott, I I wanted to mention real quick the... uh, the, the, the financial dashboard. We've mentioned it many times on this program, and there's an individual who is a big supporter of the show, Saket uh, Sangar, and he uh, does an excellent job with this dashboard. He's an individual who's worked with you before, Rajiv, and uh, I want you to, real quick, to talk about the dashboard and uh, what it means for, uh, for many of our listeners. You know, I was thinking about the story about should you co-sign on your son's mortgage, and the answer is yes, you should do that, and most of us will want to probably end up doing it, but be careful. You just don't want to take too much risk to put yourself in harm's way, and how do you figure out you're not in harm's way? By doing something called a retirement dashboard. How much money will you need? How much money can you actually take from your savings and, and, and venture out and risk to be lost without putting yourself in jeopardy? And it can be done, but it's not generally done by a lot of planners. And Saket is one of the few who can do a really good job of that. So give him a call. I mean, if you have a financial planner, you're not quite sure where that is headed to. You're, you're trying to do get some unusual answers. Should I have my? Uh, should I buy a long-term care policy? If so, which type and how much money should I put in there, etc. Saket should be one of the first people or any financial planner you should talk to and say, I want to get a financial dashboard before you start talking to me about how to invest the money. 
and he is your guy to do that. Absolutely. And the phone number to call Socket, it's 206-234-7516. Again, 206-234-7516. That's for Socket Sanger. And uh, excellent individual, knows a lot about this. Uh, endorsed by the one and only Rajiv Degayach. If that isn't a gold sticker enough, I don't know what is. Again, 206 234-7516. That is the number to call Socket. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, it's time to get back to the calls. So, Scott, you've been holding very patiently. We only have a few minutes left, but we're glad to get your question in. Scott from Everett, welcome to the show. Yeah. Um, I guess my question is, is sort of broad spectrum. It's, I'm a divorced person. I have uh, done okay in real estate and in my 401k. Um, and now I consolidate all that 401k into an IRA at, at Fidelity. Um, you know, six months ago, my net worth was 2.6. Now it's 2.3. And mm-hmm. I'm looking at yeah. my, that investment stuff and going, how do I, what moves and what direction can I go to kind of soften the blow of what's going on in the market today? Um, you know, that kind of a thing. So there is... Because I'm reaching, I'll be 62. Sure. And then first of all, congratulations. You clearly have done well, despite the divorce, which kind of saps the vitality of most estates. You you seem to have managed to have done a pretty darn decent job. Do you have a financial planner at Fidelity, somebody you work with regularly? At this point, I've done it all myself. Okay. So I would, you know, the way that you soften the blow in the marketplace, clearly you've got two choices. You can stay in the market, don't know where it's going to end up going, could keep going down. It could, again, make a turnaround like it did in 2010, uh, 28 to 2010, two years. It was a bear market, and then 2010, it started coming up, and look where it went. I mean, it went to great heights, right? And so the question is, do you step out of the market at this point in time to try and, and corral the losses? and miss out potentially on an upswing? Or do you stay the course and do you do what you need to do? My my suggestion to you would be, remember the concept I talked about, the retirement dashboard? That's where you start. Mm-hmm. You sit down with somebody, you analyze what kind of risk can you take, how long do you want to keep working? Well, that's that's the crux of the question, right? As I'm looking at my the math of it, I'm going, well, do I jump now? Do I... <laughs> Do I quit right. doing what I'm doing now and get a part-time job for benefits until I get 65? You know, those are the yeah. questions I'm actually asking myself. My original plan was to go to 67 because that's my age for maximum, you know, Social Security. Correct. But I'm going, I don't know that I need to do that. You know, we, Ray Leota just died. He, he died at 67. And, right, right. you know, it kind of wakes you up. You go, oh, I'd like right. to have some fun, too. And Scott, you, you, you know, the, the right answer for you, I can give you all sorts of guidelines and stuff, but I will tell you without any hesitation in my voice, the right way to get the answer to this is work with somebody like a Saket and say, I want a retirement dashboard and here's the question I want to get answered. When should I start Social Security? When should I retire? When should I, should I look into a long-term care insurance policy? Got nothing to do with how you're investing. But once you know that retirement dashboard, it'll be based on how much money you will need. That will then tell you, should you stay the course and even take the risk of the market going down a little bit further? And he will also tell you what you can do to hedge those bets, maybe step out and go more into cash at this point of time. 
but work with somebody who is actively monitoring the market for many people, and he can get you back in, hopefully at the right time, so you don't miss a wild swing back up. Yeah, that sounds and, and Fidelity has been basically asking to do that with me. So right. they do have and, a dashboard. Yeah. I, I did do yes, their yes. dashboard thing for myself. I had one other quick one. Um, I did make a mistake recently. Shocking, I'm sure. I, I think it's a little bit time when people make a mistake. But I, I looked on the Internet. It said you could put as much as 58000 in, in your SEP IRA. I didn't read the whole thing. <laughs> right, I put like right. 55 grand in. And I think I should have only put about 25 grand in. Oops. So, yeah. So, yeah. hey, listen, I hear the music going. We got to run up here. So, hold on. Uh, we'll get your phone number. I'll call you back after the show. So hold on just a second, okay. and, and Ben will get your phone number. And thank, you so, so thank you so much for the call, Scott. Now, what year was it when live aid concerts were released, when Super Mario Brothers was released in the USA, when the average car was $5,100? Careless Whisper why, by Wham! was the biggest song of the year. 85, 86, or 87? Rajiv's guess was 85. Ben, your guess? I'm going to say 86 because I feel like 85 was when Super Mario came out in Japan. Ah, it was 85. You are wrong, sir. Thanks so much for playing, and thanks so much for listening to Aging Options right here on AM770 KTTH. As Rajiv always says, Age on, everyone. <laughs>